Chapter Seven of The Precipice by Ivan Goncharov, translated by M. Bryant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Raisky went nearly all round the town, and when he climbed the cliffs once more, he was on the extreme boundary of his estate. A steep path led down to the suburbs, and the town lay before him as in the palm of a hand stirred with the passion aroused by his memories of childhood he looked at the rows of houses cottages and huts it was not a town but like other towns a cemetery going from street to street raisky saw through the windows how in one house the family sat at dinner and in another the samovar had already been brought in in the empty streets every conversation could be heard a verst away Voices and footsteps re-echoed on the wooden pavement. It seemed to Raisky a picture of dreamy peace, the tranquillity of the grave. What a frame for a novel, if only he knew what to put in the novel. The houses fell into their places. In the picture that filled his mind, he drew in the faces of the townspeople, grouped the servants with his aunt, the whole composition centering in Marfinka. The figures stood sharply outlined in his mind. They lived and breathed. If the image of passion should float over this motionless, sleeping little world, the picture would glow with the enchanting color of life. Where was he to find the passion, the color? Passion, he repeated to himself. If her burning fire could but be poured out upon him and engulfed the artist in her destroying waves as he moved forward he remembered that his stroll had an aim he wondered how leonid kozlov was whether he had changed or whether he had remained what he had been before a child for all his learning he too was a good subject for an artist raisky thought of leontie's beautiful wife whose acquaintance he had made during his student days in moscow when she was a young girl she used to call leontie his fiancée without any denial on his part and five years after he had left the university he made the journey to moscow and married her he loved his wife as a man loves air and warmth absorbed in the life and art of the ancients his lover's eyes saw in her the antique ideal of beauty the lines of her neck and bosom charmed him and her head recalled to him roman heads seen on bar-reliefs and cameos leonti did not recognize raisky when his friend suddenly entered his study i have not the honor he began but when boris pavlovitch opened his lips he embraced him wife yulinka he cried into the garden come quickly and see who has come to see us she came hastily and kissed raisky what a man you have grown and how much more handsome you are she said her eyes flashing her eyes her mien her whole figure betrayed audacity just over thirty years old she gave the impression of a splendidly developed specimen of blooming womanhood have you forgotten me she asked how should he forget you broke in leontie 
but yulinka is right you have altered and are hardly recognizable with your beard how delighted your aunt must have been to see you ah his aunt remarked yulian andreevna in a tone of displeasure i don't like her why not she is despotic and censorous yes she is a despot answered raisky that comes from intercourse with serfs old customs according to tatiana markovna continued yulian andreevna everybody should stay on one spot turn his head neither to right nor left and never exchange a word with his neighbours she is a past mistress in fault-finding nevertheless she and tit nikonitch are inseparable he spends his days and nights with her raisky laughed and said he is a saint nevertheless whatever you may find to say about her a saint perhaps but nothing is right for her her world is in her two nieces and who knows how they will turn out marfinka plays with her canaries and her flowers and the other sits in the corner like the family ghost and not a word can be got from her we shall see what will become of her verochka i haven't seen her yet she is away on a visit on the other side of the volga and who knows what her business is there i love my aunt as if she were my mother said raisky emphatically she is wise honourable just she has strength and individuality and there is nothing commonplace about her you will believe everything she says asked yuliana andreevna drawing him away to the window while leonti collected the scattered papers laid them in cupboards and put the books on the shelves yes everything he said don't believe her i know she will tell you all sorts of nonsense about monsieur charles who is he a frenchman a teacher and a colleague of my husband's they sit there reading till all hours how can i help it yet god knows what they make out of it in the town as if i don't believe it she went on as she saw raisky was silent it is idle talk there is nothing she concluded with a false smile intended to be allowing what business is it of mine returned raisky turning away from her shall we go into the garden yes we will have dinner outside said leonti serve what there is yulinka come boris now we can talk then as an idea struck him he added what shall you have to say to me about the library about what library you wrote to me about it but i did not understand what you were talking about i think you said some person called mark had been tearing the books you cannot imagine boris how vexed i was about it he said as he took down some books with torn backs from the shelves raisky pushed the books away what does it matter to me he said you are like my grandmother she bothers me about accounts you about books but boris i don't know what accounts she bothered you about but these books are your most precious possession look he said pointing with pride to the rows of books which filled the study to the ceiling only on this shelf nearly everything is ruined by that accursed mark the other books are all right see i drew up a catalogue which took a whole year to do 
and he pointed self-consciously to a thick bound volume of manuscript i wrote it all with my own hand he continued sit down boris and read out the names i will get on the ladder and show you the books they are arranged according to their numbers what an idea or better wait till after dinner we shall not be able to finish before listen should you like to have a library like that asked raisky i a library like that sunshine blazed from leontes eyes he smiled so broadly that even the hair on his brow stirred with the dislocation caused a library like that he shook his head you must be mad tell me do you love me as you used to why do you ask of course then the books shall be yours for good and all under one condition i take these books leonti looked now at the books now at raisky then made a gesture of refusal and sighed do not laugh at me boris don't tempt me i am not joking here yuliana andreevna who had heard the last words chimed in with take what is given you she is always like that sighed leonti on feast days the tradesmen come with presents and on the eve of the examinations the parents i send them away but my wife receives them at the side door she looks like lucretia but she has a sweet tooth a dainty one raisky laughed but yuliana andreevna was annoyed go to your lucretia she said indifferently he compares me with everybody one day i am cleopatra then lavinia then cornelia better take the books when they are offered you boris pavlovich will give them to me don't take it on yourself to ask him for gifts commanded leonti and what can we give him shall i hand you over to him for instance he added as he embraced her splendid take me boris pavlovich she cried throwing a sparking glance at him if you don't take the books leonti said raisky i will make them over to the gymnasium give me the catalogue and i'll send it to the director to-morrow he put his hand out for the catalogue of which leonti kept a tight hold the gymnasium shall never get one of them he cried you don't know the director who cares for books just about as much as i do for perfume and pomade they will be destroyed torn and worse handled than by mark then take them to give away such treasure all in a minute it would be incomprehensible if you were selling them to responsible hands i have never wanted so much to be rich i would give five thousand i cannot accept i cannot if you are a spendthrift or rather a blind ignorant child many thanks i didn't mean that cried leonti in confusion if you are an artist you need pictures statues music and books are nothing to you besides you don't know what treasures you possess after dinner i will show you well in the afternoon instead of drinking coffee you will go over with the books to the gymnasium for me wait boris what was the condition on which you would give me the books will you take installments from my salary for them i would sell all i have pledge myself and my wife no thank you broke in yuliana andreevna i can pledge or sell myself if i want to 
leonti and raisky looked at one another she does not think before she speaks said leonti but tell me what the condition is that you never mention these books to me again even if mark tears them to pieces do you mean i am not to let him have access to them he is not likely to ask you put in yuliana andreevna as if that monster cared for what you may say how yulinka loves me said leonti to raisky would that every woman loved her husband like that he embraced her she dropped her eyes and the smile died from her face but for her you would not see a single button on my clothes continued leonti i eat and sleep comfortably and our household goes on evenly and placidly however small my means are she knows how to make them provide for everything she raised her eyes and looked at them for the last statement was true it's a pity continued leonti that she does not care about books she can chatter french fast enough but if you give her a book she does not understand half of it she still writes russian incorrectly if she sees greek characters she says they would make a good pattern for cotton printing and sets the book upside down and she cannot even read a latin title that will do not another word about the books only on that condition i don't send them to the gymnasium now let us sit down to table or i shall go to my grandmother's for i am famished do you intend to spend your whole life like this asked raisky as he was sitting after dinner alone with leonti in the study yes what more do i need have you no desires does nothing call you away from this place have you no longings for freedom and space and don't you feel cramped in this narrow frame of hedge church spire and house under your very nose have i so little to look at under my nose asked leonti pointing to the books i have books pupils and in addition a wife and peace of heart isn't that enough are books life this old trash has a great deal to answer for men strive forwards seek to improve themselves to cleanse their conceptions to drive away the mist to meet the problems of society by justice civilization orderly administration while you instead of looking at life study books what is not to be found in books is not to be found in life either or if there is anything it is of no importance said leonti firmly the whole program of public and private life lies behind us we can find an example for everything you are still the same old student leonti always worrying about what has been experienced in the past and never thinking of what you yourself are what i am i am a teacher of the classics i am deeply concerned with the life of the past as you with ideals and figures you are an artist why should you wonder that certain figures are dear to me since when have artists ceased to draw water from the wells of the ancients yes an artist said raisky with a sigh he pointed to his head and breast 
here are figures notes forms enthusiasm the creative passion and as yet i have done almost nothing what restrains you you are now painting you wrote me a great picture which you mean to exhibit the devil take the great pictures i shall hardly be able to devote my whole energy to painting now one must put one's whole being into a great picture and then to give effect to one hundredth part of what one has put in a representation of a fleeting irrecoverable impression sometimes i paint portraits what art are you following now there is but one art that can satisfy the artist of to-day the art of words of poetry which is limitless in its possibilities you write verses then verses are children's food in verse you celebrate a love affair a festival flowers a nightingale and satire remember the use made of it by the romans with these words he would have gone to the bookshelf but raisky held him back you may he said be able now and then to hit a diseased spot with satire satire is a rod whose stroke stings but has no further consequences but she does not show your figures brimming with life she does not reveal the depths of life with its secret mainsprings of action she holds no mirror before your eyes it is only the novel that comprehends and mirrors the life of man so you are writing a novel on what subject i have not yet quite decided don't at all events describe this pitifogging miserable existence which stares us in the face without the medium of art our contemporary literature squeezes every worm every peasant girl and i don't know what else into the novel choose a historical subject worthy of your vivacious imagination and your clean-cut style do you remember how you used to write of old russia now it is the fashion to choose material from the end heap the talking shop of everyday life this is to be the stuff of which literature is made bah it is the merest journalism there we are again on the old controversy if you once mount that horse there will be no calling you back let us leave this question for the moment and go back to my question are you satisfied to spend your life here as you are now doing with no desires for anything further leontie looked at him in astonishment with wide-opened eyes you do nothing for your generation raisky went on but creep backwards like a crab why are you forever talking of the greeks and romans their work is done and ours is to bring life into these cemeteries to shake the slumbering ghosts out of their twilight dreams and how is the task to be begun i mean to draw a picture of this existence to reflect it as in a mirror and you i to accomplish something i have prepared several boys for the university remarked leonti with hesitation for he was not sure whether this was meritorious or not you imagine that i go into my class then home and forget about everything that is not the case young people gather around me attach themselves to me and i show them drawings of old buildings 
utensils make sketches and give explanations as i once did for you what i know myself i communicate to others explain the ancient ideals of virtue expound classical life just as our own classics are explained is that no longer essential certainly it has its advantage but it has nothing to do with real life one cannot live like that today so much had disappeared so many things have arisen that the greeks and romans never knew but we need models from contemporary life we must educate ourselves and others to be men that is our task no i do not take that upon my shoulders it is sufficient for one to take the models of ancient virtue from books i myself live for and through myself you see i live quietly and modestly eat my vermicelli soup life for and through yourself is not life at all it is a passive condition and man is a fighting animal i have already told you that i do my duty and do not interfere in anybody else's business and no one interferes with mine life's arm is long and will not spare even you and how will you meet her blows unprepared what has life to do with a humble man like me i shall pass unnoticed i have books although they are not mine he said glancing hesitatingly at raisky but you give me free use of them my needs are small i feel no boredom i have a wife who loves me raisky looked away and he added in a whisper i love her it was plain that as his mind nourished itself on the books so his heart had found a warm refuge he himself did not even know what bound him to life and books and did not guess that he might keep his books and lose his life and that his life would be maimed if his roman head was stolen from him happy child thought raisky in his learned sleep he does not notice the darkness that is hidden in that dear roman head nor how empty the woman's heart is he is helpless as far as she is concerned and will never convince her of the virtues of the ancient ideals End of chapter seven